Okay, so it's 7.32. We will get underway. Um, I'm looking at the looking at the class discussion and really uh so to kick us off um it looks like so so ultimus um kind of reached out actually no so first first in the uh, first actual question in the class discussion is bruce wayne asking probably a question you've heard a lot recently publius any new comments from the vcs so nothing too substantive to report today is Tuesday. Um, the hope is, again, if we work back from the to- a similar timeline from last week, where uh, I think on Friday the the movement to push back the barn raise was really started. Uh, the hope would be that by Thursday or Friday of this week to have something more substantive than just chatter to share with the Dow. Not sure if we'll be successful there, but uh you know, that's we'll continue to update update everyone in real time as there's more information. Not much has changed substantively from the past twenty four hours, but uh you know we'll 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 keep everyone in the loop as that changes. No doubts there. Cool. Um so Ultimus just offered services in class discussion as well. Looks like uh Crucible class got him hooked up with job board, which is great to see. Um looking down through the discussion, I think the next um I think the next question is from Scooby twenty two, who just asks how everybody's holding up. Uh, I'll I'll turn that over to you, Publius. How are you holding up? How do you think the team's doing? Well, Personally, as we said before, we're, you know, we're trying to enjoy the process and there's a lot of, a lot of things going on, uh, a lot of moving parts, a lot of real-time optimization happening, but, uh, you know, in the thick of it, nothing to complain about. So, uh, in general, doing pretty good. Uh, it's stressful, but this is, uh, you know, this is the nature of the beast, my friend. So, uh, nothing to complain about, and then the rest of us, you know, uh, generally on the Publius front, I think we're doing pretty good, uh, hard at work, and lots going on, but, you know, complaints about having work to do, that's generally a good thing. Much better than having nothing to do, so, uh, good problems to have. What about you, Rex? I'm, I'm, Personally, I'm great. I'm enjoying time with my family. And uh, and if anything, I felt bad about being a little bit more out of the loop than I'd like to be while everything's going on. And I've said it before, this this little trip was planned even before I knew what Beanstalk was. So got to do that thing and, and do the dad time. But, uh, but yeah, really excited to see how things are developing and really impressed with how well the team is doing and how hard everybody's working, even though things are uncertain. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a crazy time, but uh, tough times tend to tend to yield some incredible things. So you know, we're I think collectively we're all hoping to do something pretty incredible here. Get Beanstalk back up and running. Couldn't agree more. All right. So looking through the rest of the class discussion, I see a lot of, you know, really good chatter, not a lot of questions. What I'll do, so J-Dubs, J-Dubs is In typing class out. fashion, why don't people try to come up here? That's yeah. exactly what I was just going to say. Have we, yeah, let's We're on the, the same up. page, my friend. We're <laughs> on the same page. Yep. If anybody has any, any questions, feel free to raise their hand. I'll bring them up on stage and we'll go from there. And not sure if uh, we missed it because we showed up uh, a couple seconds late, but uh, JWW, I think, told us that the focus of today's class was more on the protocol. I mean, obviously, we're happy to chat about whatever, but uh, kind of excited at the prospect of chatting a little bit more about Beanstalk itself for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I mean, so while we're waiting, is there anything specific you'd want to cover in that regard? Man, there's so much uh, in theory to talk about. Uh, from our perspective, at this point, there's a couple 
high level axes that we're probably analyzing things on. One is the governance front and security. Uh, governance and security are two different axes, but obviously highly related at this point. And then, uh, particularly around the security front, there are two audits scheduled. The Halborn audit is scheduled for May 9th, a week from yesterday. So, the goal is to have, uh, you know, code ready for them to audit on May 9th, and the question is, well, what will be included in that code? So, one of the things... One of the things we've talked about previously was the... Uh, fact that all of the code for this minting, generalized convert, the farm, all of that was basically done prior to the attack. Uh, shout out to all the backend engineers uh, for for crushing all of that. And in short, the hope is that all of that will be included in the Halborn and Trail of Bits audit. So when we talk about the protocol restarting, the the thought is that from a feature perspective, Beanstalk is going to be, you know, continuing to to innovate and push forward. Uh, however, it will be all of the code that goes live will be audited, uh, which uh, which will hopefully be really cool. Uh, and you know, those are probably the the main two axes at this point. Uh, and on the governance front, uh, obviously getting the multi sig governance process set up and a process uh, a safe uh, process set up around that multi-sig it's very important so uh, our understanding is being stock farms is spending a lot of time trying to figure that out and you know it's uh, not so not so simple to get that right but a lot simpler than on-chain governance at least in theory so uh, those are the short-term two main axes and then a little bit longer term thinking about what else what else the protocol should really or have or need and in particular in the context of after Beanstalk was attacked a little bit of a blank slate what are the highest leverage opportunities for Beanstalk and it's funny today think I saw a proposal to lower the trading fee in in the three curve pool to one basis point uh, and from four basis points and this is highly aligned with our thesis that trading fees on decentralized exchanges are a race to zero and that Beanstalk could potentially support the first zero fee decks and what you can build on top of that DEX is pretty cool, in theory. Uh, now, lots of other stuff that are like this DEX a little bit more in the future that get us very excited, but none of that excitement has really waned in lieu of, uh, or in light of the the previous two, two and a half weeks. That's good stuff. So, American Pharaoh has been waiting, so... Eriel, I'll get you after American Pharaoh, but I want to bring him up, or them up first, I should say, um, just because they were ahead of you in line, Eriel, but we'll get you too. All right, American Pharaoh, you are being invited to stage now. You are good to go, so go ahead. Hey, Rex. Hey, uh, Publius. Great to chat with you all, and uh, excited to talk about the protocol instead of the, the barn race. For, for a change. Um, I guess one opportunity that we chatted about a little bit was the potential to uh, perhaps use this as an opportunity to reset weather. And I guess that's just coming from this view that there might be a more effective way for the protocol to deleverage, uh, particularly as we had extremely high weather that was going down maybe like 3% per season. Um, but then there was like pretty tremendous profit to be made from the soil sniper bots so i'm just curious how you think about um that i know we talked about it briefly before but i sort of sandwiched then with a conversation mostly about the vc raise. uh so honestly we just love your take on on how you're thinking about that at the moment so i've tried to give this a little bit more thought but think we've kind of come out in a similar spot to where we left our left things last but we'll try to elaborate a little bit further so, in short, 
in particular with reference to the premium that the soil snipers were receiving for lending to the ball and then being able to sell it on the pod marketplace, that premium is one that you could argue should be as close to zero as possible. But in reality, Beanstalk is always happy to pay a pretty high premium. And I would make the argument, or we would make the argument, that uh, whereas, you, you, you know, in the short term, you'd like to have it as close to zero as possible, over longer periods of time, the real thing you're optimizing for is minimizing the, the period of time where there's not demand for soil, where the gap is zero, let's call it, uh, or negative. Uh, so instead of there being some sort of premium that Beanstalk is paying for people to lend immediately, now there's now there's a gap. Those are the instances you want to avoid at all costs, effectively, because that's when you're not going to have lenders. Maybe maybe you will, maybe you won't. But having that premium in the marketplace is one way to guarantee that you have lenders, and attracting lenders is the main priority. So with that as as the macro background. Then the question becomes, well, should Beanstalk either make a one-time adjustment to the weather uh, or make a change to how the weather is changed altogether? I think that both are reasonable conversations and should be had. With regards to the concept of a one-time change, we're kind of hesitant to do that just because it's good for the market to price itself and it would be very hard to I mean I guess you could make the argument that 500% is a weather target but frankly the structure of lending at the back of the pod line after bean, beanstalk reached is fundamentally different than lending in this round for a variety of different reasons uh, or even participating in the barn raise and you could make the argument, particularly given that Beanstalk is issuing more debt, that from a lending perspective, it may be less attractive to lend to Beanstalk and get to the back of the line. Now, the mass amount of demand for the barn raise or OTC sale that we may end up seeing could, could in theory, result in large demand to lend to Beanstalk at much lower weathers, even after the restart, in which case you'd expect there to continue to be a premium on the pod marketplace for pods at the end of the line compared to the weather. And in short, you know, I don't know if that's a risk worth taking, uh, that you lower the weather too much, and then at some point there is not enough demand for lending to Beanstalk at a lower weather. One of the things that makes lending to Beanstalk very attractive is that eye-popping weather. And... Well, you could argue if Beanstalk needs to attract millions of dollars of loans, it's much better to be at 500% than 5,800%, and it's very hard to argue with that. The real theory is at a macro level, by overpaying, Beanstalk minimizes the chances that it has short-term periods where the price is below one because there will always be excess demand for soil, if that makes sense. So in, you, I guess you could have very short-term increases in supply where Beanstalk does need to increase or, or issues soil even if there isn't actual major changes in the price or demand. But in the grand scheme of things, uh, those are minor marginal costs compared to the larger cost of ever having a period of time where the weather is too low and you start to have a negative feedback loop. So make the argument with a lower pod right now in particular that that's not such a bad thing as well. Um, but it's just a question of risk-reward. And what is the benefit to Beanstalk of lowering the weather? How much would you lower it? it what's the marginal benefit of lowering the weather uh, by 50%, by 100%, by 1,000%, by 4,000% uh, compared to the potential cost of lowering it too much? It's very hard to, to know that at this point in time. So uh, we tend to think being conservative here makes the most sense, but uh, no right answers per se. I think that makes sense in terms of keeping attractiveness of lending in the short term. I, I think the main worry is just, does that add sort of long-term systemic risk to the health of the protocol if you just keep putting that much debt into the pod line, uh, especially if we're seeing market demand 
tends to be higher than what the current weather has been through both the soil sniper and what what we're seeing as we think about the barn raise and the private sale. So I, I'm definitely with you. I don't think we want to jeopardize whether well, or I think not. In the post BIP nine regime, the idea is that the number of pods issued will never increase unless the price is below one or you have some sort of issuance like the barn raise, right? So whatever the total length of the pod line is, whenever Beanstalk restarts, that should stay constant assuming the price is above one. So it's not a question of issuing too much debt. Uh, maybe it is, right? Maybe it'd be better to lower the amount of pods. But in the grand scheme of things, think think that's probably a marginal benefit, right? 650 million pods versus 700 million pods. Is that really at the margin going to make a difference? Like, probably not. Yeah, fair. I, I just wonder if there's a way to sort of allow the market to price the lending in a similar way to how you structure the barn raise, right? So that this is the big question, right? Can you change the weather? Can you change the way the weather is priced long term? And here, it's a very difficult question because on the one hand, would argue that there's very clearly some major inefficiencies in the weather, right? The weather's lowering very slowly and Beanstalk could, is, could clearly pay a lower rate. However, the risk is assuming that you, you lower the rate super fast, you got to be able to raise the weather super fast. And from an incentive perspective, it's really important to keep in mind that one of the key parts of the incentive structure Beanstalk creates to create an efficient lending market for soil is that in addition to the first in, first out uh, payment schedule odds or harvest, whatever you want to call it, the, the fact that the weather won't increase that much in a short period of time makes it such that the likelihood that the marginal benefit for waiting a couple more hours to lend to the protocol versus the risk of someone getting in line before you is uh, very low compared to uh, if you have the weather potentially increasing dramatically over short periods of time, that may not be the case, if that makes sense. Uh, and you also need to uh, deal with the case of the weather increasing too fast into infinity during periods of time where, for whatever reason, there isn't demand. Beanstalk has had periods of time where, at any weather, it's unlikely it would have attracted enough demand for soil, so it's like it should just kind of raise it pretty slowly. So it's very hard in an autonomous fashion to figure out which of those cases you're in, and therefore Beanstalk at least currently side of being very conservative across the board and how it changes the weather. But it's not to say that it couldn't be more efficient, but I think it would be very... It's very tricky to make it more efficient than it currently is, meaning the cost inefficiency in structure is by design, and it's a cost Beanstalk is willing to accept to create a much more efficient soil. Understood on the mechanism, and I think I'm coming around to that point of view. Um, Maybe a final question, then I can pass the stage. Do you think it's possible to have that same pricing mechanism take place with lower volume of pods, uh, especially if we're seeing arbitrage for the people who can bot it? Is there a price discovery mechanism that could theoretically add lower debt, not by changing the price mechanism, but by changing the volume of soil issued? Yeah, for sure, right? You could have currently under BIP9, if Beanstalk pays off 100,000 pods at the start of the season, it's going to be willing to mint 100,000 pods during the season. You could say, it, you know, multiply by, by 50% such that Beanstalk, every pod it pays off, it de- decreases the length of the pod line by half of that. You can write, that's a very simple rule to implement. There's no reason per se that that's better or worse. Uh, from our perspective, the elegance of having the pod line be the same is apples to apples. It allows for a lot more clarity in terms of measuring demand for soil. It's somewhat consistent. Are the pods in the same place at line? Is there demand at a different weather uh, instead of introducing a second variable? However, you could say, well, it doesn't actually, that variable doesn't matter. Beanstalk doesn't actually care. The only thing it cares about is, is there demand or not? So maybe it doesn't matter. And from that perspective, then you could say, well, it's better to to lower the amount of outstanding pods, and maybe it is. However, in the grand scheme of things, you don't want to lower the amount of outstanding pods too much 
from our perspective, it's still really a question of the pod rate. So, uh, uh, probably unrelated to this particular question, but yeah, in theory, you could add a multiplier to the to the soil available, you know, to decrease the amount of pods for sure. That's possible. I don't, I don't think we have any strong thoughts on that, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. Thank you, Publius. Appreciate it. All right. So, um, you all had to jump. Um, I'm going to have, so, uh, Terraboy dropped a question in the chat. We'll do that. Then we'll do E-Real actually DM me his question. We'll get that after we do Terraboy. So, Terraboy asked... away E-Real? I, I, apparently, apparently, I did. Busy, busy bean, busy farmer, got a lot of stuff to do, couldn't hold him for too long. We'll get, uh, we'll do Terraboy and then we'll get E-Real's question. Um, but you'll, you'll like E-Reels once I get to it. So, Terraboy asks, can you explain the pod rate and why that is why that going down is a good thing. Can you also explain generalized minting and conversion? Sure. Let's start with the pod rate. So, the pod rate is the debt level of Beanstalk. Pods are the debt asset, and the pod rate measures the outstanding unpaid or unharvestable pods, the bean supply. And so, any debt-based or credit-based system. Fundamentally, the the debt level of the system is the main indicator of health of the system. So beanstalk, you could argue the price of a bean and the price being at a dollar, that's another major indicator. But the debt level is the mac the biggest macro indicator of the health of the system. The price could be at a dollar, but if the debt level is increasing, the system is becoming less healthy, at least in theory. And so the concept is the more, the lower the debt level, the healthier beanstalk. And therefore, the debt level, the pod rate decreasing, that was a big proof of concept that an autonomous credit based system could actually deleverage and pay off its debt. That was a pretty big deal. Uh, at least in our opinion, it was. So to now talk about generalized convert and generalized minting. When beanstalk launched, the only pool that beans were minted off of was the bean ETH Uniswap pool based on the ratio of beans to ETH compared to the USDC ETH ratio on Uniswap V2. And prior to the attack, beans were trading on multiple pools on multiple exchanges, including the largest pool at the time was the bean three curve pool on curve. And in short, generalized minting is the ability to have beanstalk mint beans or mint soil based on more than one pool. So that will, even if Beanstalk only launches with one pool, the concept is the ability to mint off of multiple pools should be should be live, such that adding pools to the minting schedule is pretty simple. Now, generalized convert is the ability to convert deposited beans to deposited LP tokens and deposited LP tokens to deposited beans using the various different available convert options. There were two different converts prior to the attack where you could basically either convert bean, deposited beans into deposited bean ETH LP tokens for the Uniswap V2 pool, or you could also convert deposited beans into... You could do that anytime the price was above a dollar without adding additional Ethereum, or you could also convert deposited beans into deposited LP tokens at any price uh, by adding additional Ethereum and depositing it. And in short, this was a stock-efficient way to change your position within the silo where you don't have to forfeit stock. You're not withdrawing and then redepositing. You're just converting within the silo. And then on the flip side, when the price is too low, you could also convert your deposited LP tokens back to beans. And Originally, Convert was only live in the Beneath Uniswap V2 pool, but similarly to minting, uh, the ability to convert should be live across a variety of different pools, even if Beanstalk launches originally with only one pool. Whenever multiple pools are live, the ability to convert in those pools should be, should be supported very early on. So... Thank you for that explanation. Um, 
yeah, again, it's it's nice to have those conversations about things that we've talked about in the past, you know, things like generalized convert rather than, yeah, barn raise and, and exploit. Um, so along those lines, so Eriel's question was, it wasn't real precise. It was more like you uh, just requested if you could just kind of talk for a minute about, like, kind of give a sense of what Beanstalk could potentially look like post um, barn raise, post recovery, a couple of years down the road, you know, just kind of give a vision for the future of what some of those, what some of those potential opportunities are. Just, just give a picture of what you, you see in the future. Well, that is quite vague. It, it, admittedly, <laughs> it is. Um, so uh, here, I will read you exactly what he wrote. Um, so um, Erail says, had to jump, but it would be great if Publius could help some of the new folks who weren't around for the pre-exploit uh, classes to understand what Beanstalk's potential is. Like, if you give a sense of what Beanstalk could look like in three years, that would be a great way to energize people. So I, it's no more vague than what he wrote I, in the DM, but I you see know. where I'm going. I, to me, a classic case of the pricing losing the, uh, the meaning. So, uh, in short, Beanstalk and Beans have the potential over a short period of time to radically transform DeFi. The transition from negative carry stablecoins to positive carry stablecoins, and Bean is the first positive carry stablecoin, is it's unclear to us how large the importance of that transition are, but we think it's very large. And so when you think about what can be built on top of a positive carry stablecoin, kind of the world is your oyster. And there's already different uh, ideas for protocols to be built on top of Beanstalk. Uh, Root is, is an idea that is being created at the moment, it seems. And that's very exciting that there is uh, at least one protocol already in the works to build on top of Beanstalk. And the concept is... Beans are supposed to be a financial primitive. Stock is supposed to be a financial primitive. And what can be built on top of it is unclear, but we're very hopeful that the design the design of the protocol, the fair launch, and the economics that are designed to reward all of the, the participants in a very fair fashion, that that will... That will have a very powerful effect on transitioning DeFi towards more positive sum systems. Very good. Much appreciated. Um, so actually, you mentioned Root. Um, is, it, is it worth having maybe, do you want to talk for a second about Root? Or you want Mr. Manifold to come up and talk for a second about Root? Is that worth, worth covering in this, in this setting real quick? Or would you want to move on to the, ne the next question? Well, I think or? I think on the, in the last uh, AMA there was there was some okay. decent chatter about root. So unless people have you know specific questions, I'm then obviously happy to either address them or have manifold address them or whatever. But uh, that's no problem at all. We'll hold off for now, and if folks have specific questions, they can either uh, come up on stage or drop them into the chat. Okay, so next in the chat, so uh, we've got J Dubs. And uh, has, an, has an interesting hypothetical. So um, J-Dubs writes, let's say we have a completely successful barn raise and Beanstalk is more or less where it was in early April, but now with a new pod line. Um, can you walk us through what would happen uh, if, a, if a pod of FOMO mega whales decide to splash the silo with $500 million in a short period of time? Well, that's a lot of demand. So, you know, Beanstalk would be able to mint beans to meet that amount of demand, but it's likely that the bean supply would grow very significantly in those instances. It's The amount of supply growth is dependent on the beans that are sold, obviously, so it's hard to predict exactly how many beans would be minted in that instance. It's dependent on the time over which that capital comes in, the price of the beans that are bought, the beans that are sold into that demand. So a lot of different factors. But yeah, that would be a pretty crazy, crazy, crazy thing. 
Indeed, and it did take me for a second. Or it did take me a second for my brain to catch up with the fact that a pod could bo- be both describing a dead instrument in beanstalk or a group of whales. So thanks for that, J Dubs. All right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Okay. So next. Next question. We've got a lot of good comments and, and chatter in the discussion. Next question is actually from J-Dubs again. And uh, he asked, Pooplies, could you, uh, you talk a lot about positive carry. What is positive carry? What is negative carry? And is there a hairy carry, which Crucible Clats has already addressed? But positive and negative carry, would you walk through those quickly? For sure. So carry refers to carrying, which generally is the cost of holding something. So a negative carry cost means that you need A to hold a position, if if that makes sense. So whether that's an implicit or an explicit negative carrying cost uh, in the form of explicit would be some sort of rent or fee for holding the token. In the case of die, for example, there's a E that accrues uh, to the CDP as an example of uh, an ex- explicit negative carry cost, or there's implicit negative carry costs uh, that that are from the opportunity cost of not doing things with your stable coins. So in particular, if you can hold your stable coin or you can lend it out and receive interest, passive interest, then there's an implicit negative carry cost for just holding your stablecoin and doing nothing with it. There's an opportunity cost there. So the current structure of DeFi is that all of these different stablecoins have negative carry cost, either implicitly or explicitly or both. And Beanstalk and Beans are at worst neutral carry. If you're holding Beans in your wallet circulating, then they're neutral carry. There's no fee associated with it whatsoever but if you hold in the silo or in lp tokens in the silo or i should in liquidity pools that then you deposit the lp tokens in the silo then you can receive bean seniorage you can receive yields you can receive positive carry you can get paid for holding your beans so the difference between negative carry stablecoin where there's a cost to hold the assets and beans where there's a benefit or you're getting paid to hold your assets that's the difference Love it. All right. Um, so, so Bfons is the next uh, the next question uh, question in the uh, in the chat, and they do ask if we can get a high level overview of Root. And um, again, I hate to throw that on you. Um, you want to pull Manifold up for just a. An well, elevator we pitch? Can tr- we can try to do it. So yeah. we need to work on our elevator pitch for Root anyways. Right. So if you look at the general success of Anchor Protocol at creating demand for UST, for Terra, uh, particularly there's a massive percentage of the total Terra supply that is deposited in Anchor, receiving fixed yield. And in short... The concept is that if you build a fixed yield protocol on top of beans with their positive carry compared to building a fixed yield protocol on top of UST with its neutral carry, there's no opportunity to earn protocol native interest just from holding UST. Instead, you have to deposit your UST in Anchor and the yield from Anchor is totally subsidized. There's no there's no place that money is really coming from, or in reality, there's not. Uh, the difference is, in the case of Root, because beans have positive carry, there's a fundamentally different relationship between the, the, the person that's locking in the fixed yield and where the yield itself is coming from, if that makes sense. Because lock up, uh, call it $100 at a 25% a year rate and then the 
in order to for the protocol to guarantee that it can match that obligation at the end of the year. It just needs someone at the beginning of the year to lock up $25 or 25%. And then from a trade perspective, uh, one person gets the fixed yield on the $100 at 25%. And then the other person gets all of the upside on the growth of that total $125 over that whole year. And so it's effectively a rate swap protocol instead of uh, having it, it be like a subsidized yield. There's just a rate swap. And it's a very unique financial primitive as a first uh, first thing to be built on top of Beanstalk. I think it's a very nice thing to create a simpler way for people to participate in the Beanstalk seniorage. And across the board, it's a very cool, uh, it's a very cool idea in our opinion. Agreed. And good elevator pitch. That was that was good. Good overview. Not real long. Just right. All right. Um, okay. Next in the chat. RG asks, can you explain how exactly the new weather is calculated every season? What are the factors that change the weather? Yee doggy, that's a that's a loaded question. Okay. This is a throwback. This is a throwback question. We've been talking about this for a long time. So, in short, Beanstalk every season com- looks at the price, whether the price was above a dollar or below a dollar, or above peg or below peg. The debt level. Uh, whether the debt level is excessively low, uh, reasonably low, reasonably high, or excessively high def- as defined compared to predefined rates. Uh, the current rates are 5%, 15%, and 25%. So the debt level has been excessively high for a long period of time at this point. And then third, the change in demand for soil over the previous two seasons. So in particular, the measurement of demand for soil is one of the things that has continued to be refined. And in fact, we'd have to look at uh, BIP. I don't even remember what BIP it was. BIP 15, BIP 16. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to pull up the GitHub because I don't think the website has it anymore to figure out exactly what BIP it was. One second. The... This is not good audio content, but <laughs> BIP. You're good. I think it was BIP fifteen. I think it was BIP fifteen. Uh, can't actually find it here. But I think it was BIP fifteen. Either way, the idea is that BIP fifteen. Hold on, I'm gonna look at the white paper. I'd prefer to give people good information here. One sec. Do it. And if I was better host, I would have these items up as well. I'm looking through the chat and trying to control what questions are coming in and stuff. So you'll forgive me for not having it at my fingertips as well. Yeah, BIP 15. White, the white paper says version 1, 1.15.0 uh, was updated to reflect the new method to measure demand for soil, which in particular, the The demand for soil measurement, there's a couple different cases that need to be handled, and we're going to try to give you the full breakdown. So, in particular, there's two ways to look at demand for soil. One is the amount of soil uh, that has been sown into over the course of a season, and then the second is the amount of time that it takes for people to lend to Beanstalk. So the latest uh, way that Beanstalk measures demand for soil, the the first two things, the price uh, and the debt level, those are pretty basic, if that makes sense, or more easy to understand, one would think, and happy to break it down further if people would like, but uh, the more sophisticated thing is the demand for soil, where first Beanstalk looks at A, was all of the soil sown, or all but one soil, sown over the course of the season and 
in the there's a lot of different specific cases in the case where the soil was not sown in all but we'll just say all but it's really all but one there's a little buffer there in all of the soil in the previous season but it was in this season then demand for soil is considered increasing demand for soil is either increasing steady or decreasing and the idea is that if there is demand for soil for all of the soil in multiple seasons then beanstalk bears the time it took for the soil to be sown in the, in each of the previous two seasons if that makes sense so the the other case is that for soil one for all well in the previous two seasons uh but that there was uh there was a similar amount of demand for soil in the other two seasons in which case demand for soil would be steady if that makes sense so i think we're kind of rambling here trying to do a good job of summarizing like 10 different rules that beanstalk has in a short fashion but would recommend if you're if you're curious for all of the rules to look at section 8.4.5 in the white paper uh that that uh lays out in full how demand for soil is measured but in short it's about uh the amount of soil that was sown and the time and to answer then your question in full about how the weather changes work there's a nice chart on page 21 of the white paper or it's really two charts that lay it out in two different fashions there's all of the cases on page 20 that are for a given price and a debt level and a change in demand for soil what is the weather change and beanstalk basically based on the price the debt level and the change in demand for soil identifies which of the 24 cases it's in and then changes the weather based on this you know the hard-coded weather changes as of now so all of that is detailed on pages i mean the the weather changes are a significant portion of the the white paper so i think that starts on page page 15 and goes all the way to page 22 or something again not not the best audio content but figure it's good to to give people more resources and happy to explain it in more detail if that's if people are interested but it's like it's pretty it's pretty it would take us a few minutes to give you know to give to we'd probably just end up reading or reading out loud a lot of the white paper because of how sophisticated it is if if you know if people wanted all of the rules so not sure if that's helpful helpful use of time but happy to do that if people want what you're saying is there is no elevator pitch for weather change rules. Well, the elevator pitch is price, debt level, demand for soil. But if you want to get into how Beanstalk measures demand for soil, that's, that's more complex. That's it. Very fair. All right. American Pharaoh was busting my chops about skipping his question about diamond NFTs. Looks like he got... got uh, Caught up in the chat. Again to the audience, never hesitate. If I miss a question, let me know in the chat. It's never on purpose. Um, next one I see in the chat is from Crucible Klatz, and uh, who writes, on a scale of 1 to 10, what's the probability we get offers by week's end? Uh, you know, for half of, the, half of the, the total debt, the entirety of the $76 million, they say, we know it's speculative, but all of us beans want to know Publius's opinion on this. I mean, we're going to find out, you know? We're going to find out. So, time will tell. Very fair. Okay. So, I am... Looking down through the chat, I think the... Okay, so um, next one I see is American Pharaoh just asking if we know the Diamond NFT holders. The only thing I know is that it's not me, American Pharaoh. I do not hold the Diamond NFT. I wish I did. If I did, it would be my PFP. Uh, I can say that I do know a couple of the Diamond NFT owners, but uh, can't tip my hat. Uh, but you know, 
if you uh if you want to try to buy one OTC, I, you know, don't know if we can help you out there. To be honest, people people tend to fucking love their diamond NFTs, but uh, they absolutely do. Know. Yes, yeah, it's like <laughs> a couple people have. Uh, there are a couple of people in the Discord with their PS, their diamonds. So yeah, uh, know that there's a couple, and then think there are a couple also that are more low key. Yeah. All right. Man, the Discord chat is picking up and I'm trying to keep up here. So it looks like the next question is, again, from RG, who asks, do you foresee bots sniping the soil and is this bad for the protocol? And I'm not sure if RG is getting at, um, you know, under regular circumstances, which we have seen before, you know, soil sniping bots, or if they're getting at something like, the um the the barn raise i'll take your thoughts on whatever whatever comes to mind did did american pharaoh just change their profile picture to a diamond pnft what's happening here oh my gosh that would be american pharaoh uh, come up here and 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 explain yourself yeah explain yourself what just happened All right, RL. <laughs> I'd like to point out that that's that's Red Bean. I think that's Red Bean Randy's old one. Did I they sell the, it? Just sent the invite. I think so. Oh my god, <laughs> that's beautiful. That's in beautiful. real time, in one ETH, pretty <laughs> epic. Yeah, <laughs> money well spent, sir. Money well oh, spent. That's so awesome. <laughs> you know, in oh. some ways, in some ways, yes. <laughs> What's money between friends? Right, right, right. Great, great wow. to be part of the club. That's awesome. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. In real time, folks. In real yeah, time. Uh... All right. So, um, how do you feel? That... That's my question. Wow, I I feel great. Uh, you you know, it's been fun going through this. I I think you all probably feel a little bit of the same way. When you go through something totally uncertain, for this, it's a hack or a flash exploit. Um, it's been fun just bonding with the community and going deep into it. Maybe we're in the same boat. Like I'm not quite sure what will happen, but it's a fun ride. It's fun to enjoy the process. And uh, hopefully the diamond BNFT will, uh, will pay off one way or another. Hell yeah. Well, the Twitter spaces uh, hopefully will have an updated... Uh... An updated PFP to rock. Love it. Yeah, should, should I trade out the OG black bean? Think, think you might have to upgrade, sir. <laughs> Diamond hands only. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wow. Fun stuff. What was Love the question it. you asked us before, Rex? Apologies. <laughs> no worries whatsoever. So, RG's question. Do you foresee uh, bots? sniping the soil and is this bad for the protocol i i, I think they mean yeah. during the barn raise so during the barn raise i mean <laughs> that would only be the case if there's excess demand and those are good problems to have so yeah yep. you know never a problem basically all right Let's see oh it looks like Looks like looks like Nasdaq has outed themselves as a diamond NFT holder. So if anybody else is looking to grab one, they can they can find Nasdaq probably at the gym and uh, see if they can hit him up. Okay. Oh, okay. So next question I see is from Wonton, and uh, really interesting question. Um. Should we nuke seeds on relaunch? Again, seeds, because they're not liquid, are just a, like a, a concept. They're an accounting mechanism. But in practice, they don't really exist. Anyways. So the real question is whether to make them liquid or not, you know? But I think in general, the, there hasn't been much pushback to the idea to not make them liquid. So... 
think it's kind of already that's the the direction everyone's likely to head. I know there's a lot of discussion about phasing them out as gauging becomes um, becomes something that's working. Yeah, but the gauge again. would still model the seed structure where you're receiving some sort of wow. Nasdaq did Nasdaq just also ape a uh, diamond? Wow, he's, he's are, been holding one. Pe- people are feeling bullish. People are feeling <laughs> bullish. I think. Indeed. Uh, maybe Nasdaq just uh, worked it out. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Giving my diamond bean NFT for the stash. Like, <laughs> like Uncle Rico with bean <laughs> hat. Had to get the hat, the sunglasses, the sun, the sun so and steel awesome. guys. <laughs> this awesome. is so awesome. <laughs> That's a nice one. Do you have a hat, Nasjack? We still have some hats. I think Farmer Dan still has some hats. Oh, he does. He's got hats. <laughs> but we were saying that uh, under the cage structure, the seeds would still be modeled to some extent. You'd still receive stock over time, depending the amount of stock you'd receive per season would be dependent on the asset deposited. So effectively seeds, but they wouldn't be permanent is the concept. Fair enough. Okay. So, man. Again, lots of really good, really good chatter. Everybody's pumped about Diamond NFTs in the chat. Uh, trying to flip through to see if I miss anybody's question amongst all the other chatter. As always, I apologize. Um, American Frere gives a shout out to the leadership. I want to echo that. Love seeing how the leadership in the protocol, the contributors have have really brought their their A game. Um, I I'm to the bottom of the chat, and I'm not seeing any new questions. So, um. Want to definitely open it up um, if anybody wants to to drop more stuff into the chat or to um, come up on stage. Okay, uh, should class Gil- go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Uh, so Gilfoyle just dropped a question. So uh, asks, "What are the odds the barn race starts on Monday? Should we be promoting it?" I mean, ultimately, it's going to come down to a DAO vote, whether to whether to postpone it again, as if there is going to be any postponement further. I think the odds of further postponement are non-zero. <laughs> you know, that would probably be a good thing for evidence. There is a chance of OTC deal being substantialized, not to say that the barn rights wouldn't happen in combination with it. Or something like that, but whoa, JWW just went diamond. Everyone's oh my flexing. gosh! Everyone's flex. Everyone's are, flexing. Are we Please. the only? T- I, mean, I I don't know. Yeah, Publius. I don't want to speculate whether you have one or not, but I feel like I'm like the only one now without a uh, a diamond bean. I mean, I, 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 I hate to I hate to say this, but do you think I wouldn't have a diamond bean? Come on, like, <laughs> come on. What kind of? Come on, J does. That's that's oh, such a good one. Oh, so fantastic. Sort of interrupt. I just had to, you know, strub my stuff on stage. Real Do quick. it. Do it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Fantastic. Love it. Go. Go ahead, Publius. Didn't mean to cut you off. No, this is fun. This is fun. Our community is so fucking awesome. Uh, the agree more. no, I think you know, hard to say, Gilfoyle. Hard to say. That's the short answer. Don't want to be disingenuous and say, like, oh, yeah, it's definitely going to happen. Don't want to be disingenuous and say it's definitely not going to happen. Like, at this point, your guess is as good as mine. And that may may sound like a cop-out, but it's like, we'll find out. I think that's perfectly reasonable. It's an honest answer. All right. Got a couple. got a couple more here in the chat. Um... So, uh, so just a bean. 
asks, what do we think about negotiating with OTC about restarting post Halborn and before Trail of Bits audit? Halborn is probably actually going to end later than Trail of Bits. Each audit firm has different auditing processes, and Halborn has like an eight-week process, whereas Trail of Bits has a three-week process. It's different. So Trail of Bits will start earlier and end later. I'm sorry, Halborn will start earlier and later. Good insight. Definitely appreciate that. So to, maybe to flip that question on its ear a little bit, Publius, any thoughts on maybe maybe restarting in between end of trail of bits and no, end of Halborn? No, it's going to be within a week of one another. So okay, oh, okay, all right, gotcha. Very good. All right, and um, Sophocles has a good follow up. When does when does uh, Trail of Bits schedule to start? June second, about a month away. All right. Okay, so we're we're twenty eight. Um, seeing really good chatter, but not a lot of more. A lot more questions in, in the discussion. Not seeing anybody in requests to speak. What do you think? Maybe we'll have a last call. And actually, now the wind started to blow where I'm at. Um, we'll have a last call, and then we'll turn it over to you for closing remarks. Speak now or hold your peace until tomorrow, folks. All right. Um, anything to anything to close us out with? Oh, just a bean. Suck one in. Um, they ask, can we start the barn raise and allow OTC to come after to fill the gap later? You can like the Dow can decide on any timeline, but think that the barn raise is like the ace up the sleeve. You know, you can always have the barn raise. I guess you could always take in OTC money as well, but the barn race is like good to have that in the back pocket. Couldn't agree. Okay. So we're at 29. It's a pretty good place to, to finish out for the evening. Publius, I'll give it to you for, for closing remarks. Wait, there's another good question. Oh, Darn it. They always sneak him in at the end. Wait, uh, is, it, is it just a bean asking if you're waiting to sell your diamond? Yeah, the abs- answer is uh, over my dead body. <laughs> Excellent. Wait, so can we tell you something pretty funny? So, Absolutely. Uh, our, I don't know how funny this is, but our parents have, my parents have, in some room, like four pictures of each of the Beatles or one of each of the Beatles. It was this Der Spiegel art piece. I don't know. It's very artsy, but for whatever reason, the aesthetic kind of looks like the BNFTs. And so I've been meeting my dad that I'm going to get him four NFT frames and hang them up right next to the yes. Beatles. Yes, absolutely. And he's totally down. Wait, <laughs> wait, he's, awesome. wait the funniest thing is now, now that we're docs, we can say things like that. My, my dad made like some, some sweatshirts with the, with the NFTs on them. So like we literally have like some, 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 some BNFT merch already that my whole what? family wears constantly. What? What do we have to do to get these? I would. They're a limited edition, sir. Don't think. Uh, <laughs> don't think they're uh, available. But if, at some if, point, we'll we'll send a photo or something of us wearing it. Indeed, if if they become available, they would be possibly the hottest OG Beanstalk merch ever. I'll tell I'll tell my dad to get in in the business of selling some bean merch. Uh, I think it, he needs the money these days. Yeah. <laughs> get him hooked up with Farmer Dan. Man, we'll be we'll be doing it. Yeah, exactly. Love it, love it. Fun, fun, fun stuff. Fun, fun stuff. stuff indeed. Okay, I am. All right, I'm. It looks like we are rounding out. Um, Crucible Clats, thank you so much. We will enjoy the rest of our time and be back in our normal location as of next week. Um, and yeah, we'll close it out. Thank you, everybody, for joining 
It sounds like we're going to be talking again tomorrow in some capacity. What what is what's tomorrow's event, Publius? Wait, actually, I think I misspoke. There was a, a, a Twitter Spaces tomorrow, but it, it got postponed. So yep. uh, there may be some, another thing that gets scheduled during the day, but as far as now, I don't think there is. All right. Sounds good. We will be speaking Thursday is jam-packed, though. Thursday, there's, Thursday, I think there's the Dow meeting. Then there's a Twitter Spaces with American Pharaoh. And yep. then there's, yeah, we'll be back-to-back on Thursday night. All right, sounds good. And we will get the events calendar updated in the Discord to reflect all that stuff. J-Dubs, uh, you're up on stage. Anything yeah. anything to cover? Yeah, there, there, might, there might be a community event tomorrow. Uh, Dumpling and I are figuring out if we can do it last minute where we might do something in the meta barn. So we'll keep you guys posted. Love it. Thank you so much. Okay. And you guys have no idea how cool the new meta barn is. J-Dubs made it. And you. there's a racetrack. There's like a little... Your guy can get on a motorcycle and you can race and there's all these boosts and stuff. <laughs> there's different games. It's there's like secret passages. It's amazing. We were on it just before. You guys got to come. That's awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. All we're right. We're going to do a, 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 battle te- a battle Tetris tournament. Uh, yeah, it's going to be super cool. So that's fantastic. All right. More to come on that. All right. Thanks for joining, everybody. Have a great diamonds. night. Electric. Electric. Take care, everyone. Have a good night.